Hello and welcome to Move the Line, presented by 444.com. I am Ryan Noonan. That's Connor Allen. That's Joey Kanish. That is Evan Silva. And that is John Daigle. We are bringing it to you for the Super Bowl edition. Our three favorite guests, our three most common guests, uh, the ones that you ask for all the time, and we are bringing it together for the Super Bowl show. So we're going to try to do our best to herd cats here, talk a little bit about the game. Guys, if you thinking we'll just try to go talk a little bit about when KC has the ball, when Tampa has the ball. And How about when the Bills have the ball? Oh, no. What the Lions? Lions don't have the ball game. either. Oh, game. boy. Sorry. I got lost track of my thought there. <laughs> go ahead. Connor, what's going on, man? Oh, man, not much. Just excited to dive into this and, uh, you know, pumped to be able to watch the game with you guys this weekend. So It's going to be good. Uh, Daigle. You got nice weather down there in uh, in Texas. We miss you up here, but how are things, buddy? You invited me to Chicago, but then later on, you took 24 hours to show me the weather. Uh, like I'm actually going to travel to eight degrees. No one traveled <laughs> to eight degrees to escape. So probably your won't friends be are here. Where your friends are here. My you friends are there, admittedly. We wouldn't make you watch the game outside. It'd be here with the big dog <laughs> as well, Evan Silva. Brother, what's going on? Hey, thanks for introducing me, you know, and also uh, I just want to introduce uh, the next guy. <laughs> you, know, you, you probably haven't heard of him. Well, you definitely haven't heard of him. Um, you know, and this is this will be his first year betting on the Super Bowl. You know, they in the streets, they call him the rookie. Uh, they, they, they call him the first timer. And, um, you know, he's, he's popping his cherry on this particular show. I just want to introduce uh, the, the once great Joey Kanish. I, I tell you, it's been, a, you know, such a year of when, you know, a guy you used to look up to that now you've taken over for as <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 the go-to for for NFL football, fantasy or betting-wise. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people have said that. I'm too humble to say that, you know, I, I've. A I'm lot of people have said that. That's um, hilarious. You know, That's hilarious. DMs and tweets that, uh, you know, is, is Evan going to turn over the company to you? Is he going to quit Twitter? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm still a fan, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been tough to, to watch the downfall, but great to, you know, rise up here and uh, be back here with you boys. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into, we'll start with the game overview and we'll dig into some of the good wins. Obviously, for the most part, it's kind of still held at three. There's a three and a half we're seeing at MGM. Total has been hit down a little bit, 56. There's even a 55 and a half uh, juiced up a little bit over at FanDuel. Uh, so, Connor, get us started here. What do you got in and what are your thoughts and how are you approaching sides and totals? Yeah, just briefly, I think that the most um... – the biggest stand that I've taken so far here would be probably that Kansas City is going to go pass heavy uh, in this one. And I think that part of the reason this has to do with kind of what they how they approached this last time uh, against Tampa Bay. So as we all know, Tampa Bay's run defense is really good. Number one in run D- EPA, number one in run defense DVOA. Um, so last time around, the Chiefs went extremely pass heavy, over 70% pass rate to kind of avoid that run defense. And then they were able to get out to a 17-point lead early in the game in the first quarter. They still continue to pass at a high rate. Um, so I've kind of uh, planned accordingly with the rest of my props and with the rest of how I expect this game to go. And I think that from there, that helped me kind of dictate some of the other props that we'll get into. But, you know, kind of going off that, one of the early ones that me and I know uh, Daigle hit as well is Patrick Mahomes over 40 and a half pass attempts. Um, and I, in the four games this season, Mahomes is a three-and-a-half-point favorite or less so projected close games. He's averaged 45 attempts in those games, and he had uh, 49 last time against Tampa Bay. So 
I like that one a lot, and we can just you know get kicked off with that. Perfect, Daigle. I'll kick it to you on the KC side. What jumps out to you? I'm interested to hear if anyone has a rebuttal because I don't know how the Bucks stop the Chiefs' offense. That's not to say the Bucks won't score points. I think they'll be successful on that side of the ball as well. But Patrick Mahomes and the offensive line are being way overblown, in my opinion. Uh, it's still Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. Uh, he's been pressured. It's a small sample, I know. 19 times during the postseason, completing 61% of his passes for eight and a half yards per attempt, two touchdowns and no picks. Um, he's thrown the ball outside of the pocket more times than any other quarterback this year. And on those throws, he's had 16 touchdowns downs with zero interceptions so will the Bucks get pressure yes will it matter I don't think so even in the postseason Mahomes has only averaged six air yards per attempt he doesn't have to go downfield he has the benefit of also being of course with Andy Reid who's one of the best schematic play callers in the entire league so they don't have to be explosive via the air they can be explosive underneath and make plays since they have playmakers that do so so yeah I don't know how unless someone else can pitch it to me the Bucks stop the Chiefs offense at all yeah, uh, Evan, I know we were dealing with basically, you know, a bunch of UDFAs on the offensive line. Mike Remmers is now playing left tackle. Mike Remmers basically handed Vaughn Miller a Super Bowl MVP a few years ago when he was trying to protect Cam Newton in that uh, Super Bowl game. What do you make of that? Does that impact your thoughts here on on the minus three or plus three on Tampa side? Yeah, I mean, I think that the reason that it's been discussed so much is because it's the biggest mismatch of the entire game is the – Chiefs, you know, offensive line, which the only projected week one starter that is still out there for Kansas City is the center, Austin Ryder. And he's not, you know, by, by no great shakes, a, you know, a great center um, and facing one of the best pass rushes in the league. The Bucks were top four in the NFL and sacks and quarterback hits and top five in blitz raid. And, you know, they're going to be they're going to bring pressure against Patrick Mahomes. But as Daigle mentioned, you know, this is Andy Reid coming off a bye with two weeks to prepare. Um, and you know, I think that Patrick Mahomes, I, th- I thought he looked great, uh, all things considered, against Buffalo, with the, you know, despite the turf toe concerns, and now he's got two weeks to rest from that. Another kind of, you know, un- unamplified factor here is that, you know, neither of these teams um, had to deal with, like, Radio Row and doing interviews all week, and all they, they just focus on the game the entire week. How is that going to – I think that that could be good because a lot of these Super Bowls recently, and people have highlighted this – in particular about the Patriots, but a lot of the Super Bowls recently have started off slow. You know, teams get super, super amped up. They get tired after doing, you know, all these interviews all throughout the week. Like, I think that these teams come out in the, like, early firing. And, I mean, 29.5-point team total for Kansas City, that's very doable for them to get over there. Uh, My best bet last week was – not last week, but the week before was Tampa Bay over 23.5. That was a cinch that went – well over. Um, I, I like the I'm, – I'm an over better period, you know, which makes me sort of a square. But um, – can, can, can we get that uh, on radio so I can have that to play it again? <laughs> no, but I mean, I've, I've, I've had success doing it, and so I'm going to keep doing it. Every time I bet a fucking under, it's like it, it loses every single time. So um, but I'm going to stick with the overs. I mean – I like the over on the game and I like the over on the team totals, I like the over on the, the pass attempts for Patrick Mahomes for all the reasons that you guys laid out. Um, and, you know, I, we, we can we can dig into the weeds from there. Yeah, Connor had a good uh, note in his write up here at four for four on Mahomes. Basically, like I think what 49 in that first matchup back in week 12, obviously negative or, you know, positive game script to that entire game. They were up 17 zip in the first quarter. 
And then he's averaged 45 attempts in the four games that they were favored by three and a half or less. So they're a pass-heavy team. We know it's Tampa's strength. So, uh, Kanish, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? No, you know, well, I would say one touch uh, when we were talking on the total a little bit is it's kind of popped out today that there might be weather uh, on game day. It doesn't look like right now that it would be during the game, but since Raymond James is, is actual grass, uh, not turf, it could have some, you know, some, a minor effect on the field early. Uh, you know, you'll see, you know, light rain and stuff doesn't usually. Do you uh, see have, any wind though, Kanish? Any that, like wind? Uh, that's where it, it looks like earlier in the day it, it would be. So right now, I, I don't think it, it would be much of a during the game impact. If anything, it'd be a, uh, you know, a sloppy turf thing, but that's just something to monitor out there. Um, uh, the, the, the best angle for me on the Chiefs would be, I, you know, when there was some clicking out during the week of how their sideline reacted when they were down nine versus Buffalo after the hard fumble. Um, and just the, like, the composure, like the confidence, the swagger. Like, like if there's any opportunity where I get an early buck score or yes. an early Chiefs turnover, I love if you can get in on a cheap, you know, a Chiefs even money live plus yeah. money live plus three something along that. If they get in any type of deficit, um, just the the demeanor on their sideline when they went down was so you know there was like absolutely no confidence that they could come back and score. And they're dapping up Hardman and Kelsey. <laughs> it was just like there was never a doubt that they would get back into that game. Um, and then ended up pretty much dating for, you know, would have been a, a 30 point game without that early. Yeah. Turnover. I, I was at the game and, you know, the Bills fans, you know, myself included, we started to get a little. Con- <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs fans, they were not scared. They were That's- not scared. And they shouldn't have been. And the Chiefs have been there so many times where they got down like big, you know, early in the game. That's, that's, I think that's a better dream come true as mm-hmm. Connor, early on, or, uh, you know, Connor and, and Nuna and I will be watching the game together. I think a dream scenario is like the Chiefs get down like maybe like thirteen to three, and we just smash the button on Chiefs money line. That's oh, why yeah. I like uh, Mahomes' pass attempts over the most. Opened at forty and a half, has since been bid up to forty one and a half. But even then, I think it has the highest floor of any bet. There is no lock, of course, in sports betting unless you're Clay Travis. But whether it's <laughs> whether it's the wind or even the over or a negative game script, which I don't see happening, but even negative game script, Mahomes, we know they're not going to run the ball in the teeth of the Tampa front seven. Their game script, their game plan, no matter what, is going to be continuing to pass the ball like they showed in Week Twelve. So it's the safe safest option among anything on the board and there's a uh, boost over on DraftKings too with combined Brady and Mahomes I think it's like what was it Connor 55 and a half attempts I mean that's just no no completions completions oh I'm sorry yeah still like knowing that the offensive line issues that they have you know expecting some negative game scripts from you know Tampa side too I just think it sets up really well for high volume. Uh, do we think there's anything to the Super Bowl thing? I mean, Evan brought it up as far as the slow starts thing. And, you know, I know that the you know, the Patriots thing has been beat into our submission. We basically have had three points in the first quarter in their nine Super Bowls. But there really is something back to 99. The average uh, total in the first quarter of the Super Bowl is 6.4 points. Um, an average NFL game over that same time is 8.9. So there is something to it. Do we think that changes this week around some of the points that Evan brought up, or is that just because of you know the extra hype for the game and sometimes there's some slow starts there? Do we think there's anything to it? Because first quarter total is ten and a half. Connor, what are your thoughts there on that? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have too strong of a strong of a take on that. I think that what Silver brought up and is a half, bro. Brought up is interesting, ten but and I don't a half. know. That is nothing. <laughs> ten and a half yeah. is the first quarter. I, that is nothing, man. Yeah. For me, I, I just feel like I I don't really see like too much of a compelling reason why you know like it just seems more like it's like something that happened and it's more descriptive than predictive, right? Like sure. so like just because that happened before doesn't mean that you know the first quarters and every Super Bowl starts slow. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, maybe it is the the Super Bowl you know hype around it and you know players just coming out flat. I don't know, but I, it's just something that I'm not I don't really buy too much into. But but even if it's like inefficiency for narrative, like nerves getting the best of you and thus you're not playing well. Like who is nervous between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes? If anything, they're bored to be here. Like they're, they're trying to build dynasty. They don't care about one single game. So I wouldn't buy into that narrative either. Yeah. I think that's a good point because you do have that where you have the experience of, Hey, Brady can help them understand this is a different cadence to our pregame stuff. And there's a different cadence to halftime. And Casey obviously was just there last year. Brady has a, crap ton of experience too so that's a good point Daigle. and the the general popular narrative for why that happened to the patriots it's been really you know highlighted for for tom brady is that like josh mcdaniels and bill belichick especially wanted to like feel out the other team and see what they were doing early on and you know slow play it early i mean and that worked out for them but he's i mean now he's you know being coached by no no risk it no biscuit so um (laughs) I, I don't I, – I, 10 and a half for the first quarter, I, I think that's an amazing bet. You're probably getting – I think you're getting plus numbers because the under is minus 148, a minus 148 on the under there. So oh. people are pe- – the books are – people are buying into that narrative. So People love the, the hashtag trends, bro. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at. All right, Kanish, kick us off. Any uh, KC props? I mean, uh, we've, we've definitely lost the best of the number on anything Tyreek or Kelsey – related but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad plays at this point has anything jumped out to you so far in your early betting no I, you know i talked about this a little bit with uh whale last night that um the, i i think the ceh stuff is cheap i i think uh, people are reading some of the problem was reading a little bit too much into the the afc championship game performance where they wanted to get him the ball they, he got touches he didn't really perform well enough i don't think he was 100 uh, percent. i think he'll be better uh now with the two weeks off um and with the chiefs have really limited the in their games this year they're not running you know three four backs out there usually it's their primary two backs and i think they're gonna go ceh and williams and there's you know I, i've seen his yardage down to 28 and a half i see 30 and a half there so this is our 28 and a half for rushing yards i've seen carries at seven and a half um especially if they're out ahead at any point in this game when then they felt a little bit or bucks are gonna run two deep safeties at some point and, you know, load up a light box and invite the Chiefs to run. I mean, there's scripts where I think he gets a decent amount of run. Uh, I think at worst, at worst, it's 50-50. Uh, and I could see more 60-40, 70-30 CEH. He's the better player. I'm not, I'm not going to let one game throw me off, uh, you know, when he's coming off a little bit of an injury history here um, with now getting two weeks. And they wanted to get it. He started. They got him the rock. He was the primary guy until they kind of let Williams finish the game in the AFC title because he was playing better. I think you'll see a, a much better CEH game. I think his numbers yeah, are can someone Can someone clip that there, uh, the guy that was playing better? <laughs> that's Kanish admitting who the better player there, and that's the mentor. Daryl motherfucking Will. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, a nice game, but it's a singular instance, and I think they want to give CEH the better player overall the better ceiling. I think, um, and I will say, 
you mentioned Kelsey. I, I think the Kelsey numbers are just getting ridiculous at this point. Um, and I'll probably on Sunday, right before tip, when once all the money is coming on over, probably look to play back uh, on a little bit. I'm not going to tell you it's the greatest play in the world, but uh, I've seen some over 100-yard props there for Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, for a tight end who you wouldn't expect to have too many explosive plays, if he's not getting that 9, 10, 11 catches, which he by all means could, but I think the number, if it's getting over 100, is too high for him. The true question mark is the two weeks removed CEH now is further along in that healing from the injury. Because uh, they started with him. They wanted to give him the ball to start the conference sure. championship game, but he was ineffective. Like, he was bad. Yeah. And thus, after three drives, Daryl Williams had out-touched him three to two because they couldn't go back to CEH since he was ineffective. Um, Williams also, although he was out-snapped, two more snaps to CEH, still handled 13 and 19 running back carries. But that's not where I would be in on anyways. Um, I think he's the better pass protector. I think they know that as well. So although CH will still be mixed in for receptions, I think Daryl Williams receiving overs, whether it's receptions or receiving yards, are still the play here because they are set as if he's in a timeshare or the 1B option, whereas he could very well, as we saw last week, be the ultimate starter. Uh, and so I think there's still value on, on Daryl Williams receiving overs. Uh, that's interesting. So I'm kind of actually, so I took a full game um, like under on the Chiefs rushing yards at 90 and a half, um, just kind of based on like Love what it. we, I mean, what that, we, ooh, that's a lot, isn't that? It's a, a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, exactly. Best run defense in the NFL behind a depleted offensive line in, in a game where we're really expecting a lot of pass attempts out of Kansas. That's exactly. That's, that's, that's a ton. A so that's still, at, that's still at FanDuel. I have minus 125 on the under. Um, actually also when Tampa Bay, so now they have Vita Vea back in the six games of Vea's played this season, no team has more than 87 total rushing yards against them. And they're averaging 2.7 yards per carry, averaging negative 0.2 EPA. And that was against like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, you know, Aaron Jones, like actual good running backs. Now you're getting, um, you know, yeah, and now they're facing a backfield where we, we can't even decide who the best running back in the backfield is. And Mahomes exactly. isn't running the ball either. Three of his five carries last right. week were kneel downs. Yeah. And yeah. Andy could run backwards at the end of the game, too. You never know, like another 15 yards backwards. I didn't see yeah. how was the snap count and, and like, PFF grade versus uh, Tampa. Did anybody – I, I didn't, wasn't able to, to pull. I didn't see how many snaps he actually got in or how they rated him uh, versus Green Bay. Uh, I actually I actually don't know how, how, how exactly how much he played, but I know that Wait, he – Wait, what was the question? How – the number of snaps Vea played and if, like, he had any, you know, a PFF grade or how they rated him, how he played the, the, in that game. It, the, among the Chiefs' RBs? No, Vita Vea the, oh, on uh, Tampa. For, yeah, oh, he played yeah. Okay, so he played 46% of the snaps. Um, I, I imagine that will probably go up. Um, would, but yeah. I mean, yeah. well, it, depend, it depends, though, I guess, on, like, you know, kind he, of the strategy. He's, he's never, like, a 100% player, but right. yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely going to be better. I mean, I, I, I would bet that he's more, like, in the 70% range this week. And, and again, we are all very confident they're not going to run the ball, like, at, at all. Right. No, I love that team. I love that KC underplay for sure, Connor. I thought that was a good highlight, too. And then definitely he's backed up by our projections for sure. I mean, uh, I, I think if you hit, like, Edwards, Blair receiving yards over and Darrell Williams receiving mm-hmm. Where you can both get there because Daryl Williams is like 12, 12 and a half receiving yards. Edwards Blair is, you know, something not too much higher than that. I mean, there's just, I just think there's going to be a lot of pass attempts, period, and not very many rushing attempts. And both those dudes are, are you know, their game is built around being receiving backs. I mean, Derek, Clyde Edwards Blair is 207 pounds, weighing four, six. 
coming out of LSU, what was his calling card that he he caught the most passes in SEC history uh, in individual season among you know in you know among running backs all time? That's his calling card, and the calling card of Daryl Williams is the fact that he is so functional on passing downs because he's the best pass blocker on KC. On KC, he's like guaranteed to get snaps. I think it's going to be a two man backfield. It's not. We're not going to see Le'Veon. We Darwin totally played on special teams. It's going to be a two-man backfield of Edwards Hilaire and Daryl Williams. I think they can both get there in the receiving department. And again, that's why I like Williams receiving overs and CEH because the numbers are so low that it being an ambiguous situation doesn't scare me at all. Like they're not setting one to be the starter. They're setting them in lower than a timeshare, honestly. And so 12 and a half receiving yards for Daryl, that's so easy. Yeah, 12 and a half and 15 and a half right now on DK. Yeah. Um, I, mean, they, I mean, they could easily get there just like each in like one play, um, you know, one, one or two catches, so – there's definitely some ambiguity around the ancillary pieces for Kansas City's passing offense as well. We are dealing with trying to understand what's going on with, you know, with Demarcus Robinson, COVID, close contact at the barber, all that stuff. We won't know. Chances are he's probably going to play. What about but, Brian Pringle? Oh, yeah. We got to bring this up. So, so this is where, we, this is where I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. I'm, Kanish, I'm a professional. Okay. This is what I do. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave the part to you. Set it up. So we got we got a lot of moving pieces here, right? We got Sammy coming back. We got Pringle's role, who, you know, Pringle has seen. I think Levitan's done a really good job of highlighting this. Like, Pringle has really been the guy that's emerged in the situations when Sammy's gone out. We see Robinson, Hardman kind of stay in the same role. So what do we think about these pieces? I'll let you go, Kanish. Get me started with kind of how you're approaching this kind of Pringle, Hardman, Watkins uh, Robinson situation. Well, I mean, you would think that Robinson's going to be, he looked like the odd man out last week and now with the COVID and the, and the non-practice, I would not expect him. Most, I think most his props got pulled down most places because he would probably be easing like an emergency role situation. I know some people are buying the Sammy Watt. Is there anybody in the history of fantasy or prop football that's let more people down than Sammy Watkins ever? Like Sammy Watkins off a calf injury limited, and now we're expecting him to come back when Pringle's been playing well and getting run, and now we're going to get 100% of the snaps? Um, I, I'll pay to well, see I mean, it. That's, that's a little bit of a leap, bro. Byron Pringle's getting 100% of the snaps. I mean, you're, you're going off the fucking reservation. <laughs> Byron Pringle's getting 100% of the snaps. I'm saying Sammy Watkins. People think he's going to come back and get 100%. Sammy Watkins has entered like C.J. Spiller territory for sure. Okay. I mean, okay. so And and, and he still can't get (laughs) in full practices. I mean, he he was limited today. Last week, I mean, last week he got in two practices during and he didn't play. I mean – He's, I'm with you. Let's man, give him the bat. Tell, tell the big dog the bat here so he can have a take on this. Yes, we are agreeing. We are so, agreeing. Right, and over under is you know, one it's and time, a half. It's time. It's time, Kanish. You need to bend the knee. You need to bend the knee. <laughs> admit that you are Judas. Admit that you are admit that you are Brutus. You, I mean, you stabbed me in the back too many times. What are you talking bend about? The knee. We bend were the both knee. on the Bills preseason. We both cashed in all the big. I, we were both on the Allen train. No, I, I, I'm done with the with the fake tickets, with, <laughs> with the fake news. Set up the prop. Set up the prop what we got here. Me versus Allen. I already took him to the cleaners when Steelers, uh, Browns. Now I got to take a little more of his money. What do we got here, Noonan? Set it up. Well, I feel like Daigle has a uh, a thought for me. Uh, I'm actually in on Byron Pringle as well. I think the range oh. of outcomes, 
I think the range oh, of outcomes. Oh, baby. So, hold on. The range of not not him playing 100% of the snaps, but. The range about. Yes, exactly. And the range of outcomes for Sammy Watkins is not being discussed. Uh, it could be a wide array of outcomes. So just the fact that Byron Pringle's props are still relatively low to the rest of the group. He played as many snaps as Tyreek Hill last. Like, that's insane. So if Sammy Watkins is even limited, Byron Pringle can get there to Kanish's point. Never thought I'd agree with him unless I was sleeping <laughs> on a podcast that with uh, two catches easily. So, yes, I, I'm in Kanish's corner here. Connor, yeah. you got some thoughts here. Okay, right, so I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm the odd man out here. I'm the odd man out. No, so, I mean, I guess the only, the only counter argument to what I was going to say was that Sammy Watkins is not even going to play like 60, 70% of the snaps, which I think that he will. I think he's going to come back in. Play 60, 70% of the snaps. If we go back to the season, right? So hear me out, guys. Guess how many targets Byron Pringle had in the seven games where both him and Sammy Watkins played the season? One. One target in seven games. The the highest snap count that he had in those games, 10. 10 snaps. If Sammy Watkins is anything like healthy, Byron Pringle's not even going to see the field. He's going to play six or seven snaps. And so I guess what you guys are banking on is that Sammy Watkins is not going to be anywhere near full health and he's going to be hey, playing like – You know, in, 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 in your first year betting the Super Bowl, you know, and you 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 tie your whole thing to Byron Pringle. I mean, I'm praying for you, Joe. I, I don't want you to lose everything here. You know? I don't know what you're going to do. Take out another loan from your parents. I don't know what. You know, maybe you can move back into your mom's basement. <laughs> Kanish, you won't even see a target. He won't even see they, a target. They, I'm telling they you. will rehire you at the barista. Right. <laughs> yeah, call, call your old manager and see if you can get Connor a job. <laughs> my, my old manager. <laughs> oh, no, no, but seriously, I mean, I, the, the Chiefs have a lot of receiving options, right? It looks like Demarcus Robinson is going to be good to go. You know, as much as we don't like him, they have fed him snaps, you know, pretty consistently. Uh, and if Sammy Watkins is, is ready to go, I mean, Byron Pringle is going to be like number five. You know, I mean, why are we not talking about Nicole Hardman here? Let, let's That's talk about yes. so, yes. What do you think Hardman gets in this game? So with Hardman, uh, why I like him and the juice is bad. I understand. Well, maybe not bad considering the odds are high, but I like Nicole Hardman dabbling on first touchdown because not only does he have a variation of ways, unlike other players, they've gotten cute with Travis Kelsey inside the 10 yard line and let him do those underhand throws for the fuck of it uh, or for the fun of it. So I don't know if I can test on four for four. I'm just saying it with friends, but uh, I like Michael Hardman because also he has the opportunity to return a kick. And I understand the odds are ridiculous to return a kick, but also you got to remember the Bucks special teams allowed a league high in kick return yards this year, nearly four more yards per kickoff return. And so Hardman has more what chances. A nerd stat that is. <laughs> Hardman <laughs> has more on. chances like that as opposed to other players who are only getting a chance to catch the ball. So I no, like that, that, that's Hardman. a good note for uh, showdown slates. I feel like. Uh, sure. Hardman plus Chiefs D. So the uh, overall special teams isn't too bad, but the Buccaneers kick return is 27th in DVOA. The Chiefs kickoff return is fourth in DVOA. So, I I mean, predicting a – Nicole Hardman and Pringle. Pringle gets returns too. He's fast as shit. Yeah, predicting a kick return is is massive, obviously. I think you can find it on FanDuel at plus 550. Which is first like, touchdown, not kickoff, but just first touchdown. I'm saying anytime, anytime special teams touchdown plus 550, you can find a anytime 
special teams or defensive touchdown for plus 200. Uh, you know, you're obviously increasing, you know, your outs there, but it's definitely a mismatch. I think it's a, it's a mismatch that's underplayed in just the game as far as, a, you know, flipping the field and those things. I don't know that necessarily we're going to see a touchdown from Hardman, but I think you're going to see, you know, some, some good returns there. I think we should. What about, uh, what about the what about the uh, the fat man touchdown? Like DK's really pushing this. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is yeah, the ultimate the sucker bet right yeah. here. That's why they put those bad boys first. They put them there on purpose. Yeah. They what about the Gatorade? What about the can, Gatorade? Can, hey, Kanish, I know you there. have some novelty takes. I need. Uh, there's well, two. All right, I'll get, let me give you the two off the wall here yeah. from from the the gambling <laughs> Twitter sewer. One was uh, <laughs> my guys. Radio, who's a little uh, a little off the reservation sometimes, uh, wanted Vita Vea anytime touchdown, 50 to 1. Because uh, he thinks that they're going to put him in the back, like, you know, on some fullback. Like, they have like the fridge? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, he might get a good yeah, that, that would be one. sick. You, you hit Vita Vea on a fullback toss? Yeah, that, that, I, was, uh, I thought 50 was light, though. Like, I was going to be like, uh, I'll put you at 50. The other one was from a guy even further off the reservation, Ed Teach, uh, uh, who unfortunately won a lot of money on this Bucks run and probably, uh, you know, you know that the FBI should be at his house. But, um, very, 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 very famous from your pinned tweet as well. Yeah, yo, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Which is the funniest pinned tweet I've, I think I've ever seen. He took – I just watched it on repeat. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> he took individual MVP odds on a couple of – Bucks defensive players uh, like Shaq Barrett, Devin, like thinking that if there's going to be a you know a five percent game script where the Bucks defense dominates the chief offensive line, one of them gets a few sacks. He hit a couple like I think Shaq Barrett 151, Devin White 151. A couple of those were were a few long shots out there uh, for game MVP. Again, very unlikely, but. For, for people that want to sprinkle a little uh, the long shot money line, uh, it's from the guys that uh, that definitely have made their way uh, in gambling throughout the years. All right, well, let's go to the Bucks first before we get completely off the board. Um, those are fun, and I think we all have a list of some of those. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay side, you know, Evan, I, I looked at your matchups column today, and a 30 to 28 prediction has a Bucks cover in it. Uh, I would love to get your thoughts on, on that and some of your thoughts around. Uh, Tampa. Well, I think that if the Bucks are gonna, I mean, I don't know. I think the Bucks can definitely keep it close. Um, I think that if you're going to make a bet on a team that might, you know, and you're tr- and you're trying to like play one of the alternate spreads, you know, I think like Chiefs minus thirteen and a half, I think is really interesting. Um, but I, but I, I, some of it comes from just you know. My, my own personal bias. I want to see a, a good football game, right. a higher scoring football game. Um, and I believe that both of those scenarios are very much in play. Um, and I, you know, in this scenario, the, the chiefs overhits the, the, the bucks over the, the bucks team total overhits the, the game total overhits. Um, and I mean, this is the kind of game that I, 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 I sort of expect, uh, but mostly want. So, I mean, there's definitely some. I mean, you know, we're we're down to one, we got one game left, man. You know, and so I, sometimes I, I bet with my heart in, in situations like that. And I and understand this is not necessarily the best money making week. I think so much, so much, so many of the spreads and lines are really efficient, and um, you know, it's it's more just to just to have fun with your friends and 
you know, I, um, but that's kind of how I, 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 I envision this game. And I, I'm sort of hopeful that it's going to be a close high scoring game, but I also think that that's very, very much in play. I think that, um, you know, the, the Bucks offense has been on fire. They're averaging what almost 34 points a game over their last seven. We know what the chiefs offense can do. Um, you know, even without, even with a shaky offensive line, they can make big plays downfield. They can cut you up, uh, you know, in the short. And um, I, I think that these are – I just – I'm expecting a great Super Bowl. Zago, what do you got on Tampa side? Anything jumped out to you in the prop market? Do you think they hang? Are you on – I guess we didn't go – you know, are you on KC minus three? Or what are your thoughts? My second favorite bet is Cameron Bray anytime touchdown and sprinkling on first uh, touchdown to the game. We saw in week 12 that – the Bucks featured their tight ends. 13 of 41 pass attempts from Brady for a 32% target share were funneled to their tight ends. Gronk had a season high, 106 yards, caught six of his seven targets in that game. Brait caught four of six. And in the postseason, Brait leads the entire team, not just tight ends, but entire team in red zone and end zone targets. And when he's on the field, he's running routes. Um, only one of his 87 postseason snaps, he stayed in to block. And we know the Chiefs, nine of their 25 red zone receiving scores have been to opposing tight ends. So I think I understand Bray was on the injury report today, limited, but apparently he was held out just for precautionary reasons. So I'm still in on betting him across the board. Love it. Uh, Kenneth, what do you got here? Tampa Bay side. I fucking think this Bucks team is particularly <laughs> like, like is such a fucking fraud. Like they've had this run where they get the, the, the football team. They get the Saints when Drew Brees can't throw a ball 10 yards. They get the fucking Packers and they turn the ball like, this run, you compare the, the, the schedule. Conveniently that left out where this entire thing flipped. Conveniently left out that they went and absolutely boat raced the Lions. Uh, yeah. On that <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they well you know, the, the last time that I heard Kanish talk this confidently about a fraudulent team was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Excuse me. Excuse me. Who beat their team total. Who beat their team total. By game 10. Beat their team total by game 10. Okay. And it was downhill all the way Who to the cares? We got it. We, 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 they lost to the Browns. We, we got our tickets, bro. Touchdowns. We got our tickets. We got our tickets. <laughs> Listen, oh, just, like, just like Dan Campbell overs. We got our tickets ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, over one and a half is going to be great. <laughs> Listen, I mean – I, I don't. I don't believe in terms of like their their play calling has been against that in the fucking Packers game. They got in third and long like every drive for the first series, like third guy, and somehow Brady makes them. By the time Patin figured out in the second half that if you blitz the whole fuck, he can't move, and he's going to be throwing moon balls everywhere. It was too late, and they blew the game down at the end. You got playoff Lenny, who's at like four and a half yards. He was the top five pick in the draft. He's like five yards of carry, people think he's fucking like uh, prime Barry Sanders now, playoff Lenny. I don't, yeah. I don't love this Bucks. I don't think the secondary is very good. I don't think that that Brady can. Like, you have the right game plan. That Chiefs uber aggressive defense like to blitz. I think that fits well. I'm gonna square it. I, I don't believe in this Bucks team. I don't believe they should be here. I think they've got a lot of names. Wow. Um, I mean, that's that is that's, 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 that's really hot. That's that's hey, really that's, hot. <laughs> Kanish, I, 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 I know you. You usually bring the level-headed takes, um, but in this, in this scenario, I'm just. I mean, they, I'm not sold. I don't know. 
don't know what the I mean, they, 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 they probably have the most talented defense in the NFL. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to go there. Most talented well, I mean, defense who, in the who's NFL? Who's more talented? Well, I'd say maybe yeah. the Steelers before they had The Steelers. Steelers. To finish this point, like the Packers were there. In, like we forget the Packers were within one score. They just chose to kick a field goal to make it five points. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was a hell of a win for Tampa Bay going to fucking Lambeau. And, and I mean, that was a hell of a win. I agree, but it also – Early in the season, they – And early in the season, they whitewashed the Packers. Early in the season, they whitewashed the Packers. That's not like going to Lambeau when it's the frozen tundra and there's 60,000 inbred Packers fans going nuts. I mean, it's going to like, like going, that doesn't apply going to Lambeau. Nice, nice, nice uh, what about his take there. Uh, <laughs> earlier in the season, they beat the Packers 38 to 10. I know, I, mean, I, was, I was downstairs probably yelling at you. I recall. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, uh, well, yeah, I, well, I had the over on that game and you remember they. The Packers pulled their starters like oh yeah to the third quarter or something, and all we needed was like fifty three to get there. <laughs> and I don't think anybody even scored in the. It, that was a disaster. It was DeAndre Swift breakout week because I had him one hundred percent in DFS, and I had the Packers <laughs> stacked. And then uh, they just got, as you said, yeah. just got white. Hey, by the by the way, Kanish, when are you when are you coming to Chicago? I'll be there as soon as they stick me with the vaccine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get one in the arm, I'm on the way. Cool. Sounds good. Oh, man. So, Kanish, I mean, you have to be, like, laying the house on KC minus three then. Like, you have to have taken a pretty big position on that. If, I, if you feel I, this strongly. I, 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 you know I get into the, the, the prop stuff a little bit more uh, in the Super Bowl than the guy. But I did like, uh, you know, KC money line. I don't really listen. You want to call it square? Go that. The bad percentage. I don't give a damn. I don't think <laughs> the Chiefs are going to lose this game. And I'm going to say it. I think there's a few scenarios where – they take the bucks to the fucking cleaners. And if you get Brady down, you know, and the Chiefs defense can turn him over a little bit and he's having a, you know, face an aggressive pass rush. Um, I, I don't know. I think you hey, that, that's, a, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Even, even if you, if you like, you know, you kind of, you're betting with your heart a little bit and, and, you know, betting the, the bucks to, to keep it close or whatever. Like I, I say, throw a little bit on, the Chiefs to just win in like a blowout, like, you know, by like alternate spread, like 16 and a half or something like that, you know, just, just to hedge a little bit. I yeah. Mean, there's to get that at like plus 500 defensive line performance from the bucks in it, like a giants Brady where their defensive line dominated. If you get that type of effort, then yes, I, I think you can see the, where you need four to six sacks. Mahomes isn't right with the foot. Uh, if you don't get that, then I'm, I'm, I don't think the Bucks offense can can keep up with this level level of play. I'm, I'm just not a believer. I'm not a believer. That's why I thought the best bet was a uh, points bet had Chiefs minus three even money the first 48 hours after the line was released, and then it immediately disappeared. Like, but if you got it by Tuesday, that's been the best line we've seen the past two weeks yeah. for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. There's lots of those band offerings out there point wise. Like DK has KC by seven to twelve. Uh, Evan likes them a little bit more. It sounds like, or is interested in maybe even you know playing that up a little bit. But seven to twelve is plus four twenty. You know that that seems like something that could you know a ten that's point game. Like that sounds like it would be right down Kanish's alley. Seven seven to twelve plus four twenty. That plus is that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, if it was maybe seven to twenty eight, I take it. Because, <laughs> uh, I'll be looking more in the you know the twenty four to twenty seven range. Oh, wow. No shot. All right. Wow. Okay, then. I like it. 
Well, I think it's been said. I think it's it's pretty sharp too. Like, there's just not a lot of scenarios where Tampa wins and Brady isn't the MVP. So I think yeah. you know we saw last year. I mean, I I watched a very um, very correct and very frustrated Evan Silva not Dude. cash a Damian Williams MVP prop, oh but because you know twenty five to one, and he was the best player on the field the entire game. Yep. And Mahomes sucked for three quarters (laughs) and he still won the MVP. And look, he was the most valuable player on the field. I mean, but, but still like Damian Williams was an amazing receiver, was an amazing run. By the way, what (laughs) Damian Williams today? I mean, what, what would he be doing over these scrubs, Edward Solaire and Daryl Williams? (laughs) He would be, he'd be rocking it. We'd probably be doubling down on him for MVP. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 like no. you, you say it's a it's a crooked market this MVP because you need either like a, a, a thirteen to three game yeah. or one of the guys to get hurt because yeah. the, the media guys that are there are going to give it to the quarterback especially right. when it's Mahomes and Brady unless yep. there's some type of you know uh, four like a quarterback games. gets injured or yes. something yeah you yeah. need something along those lines to happen. For it not to be a quarterback, um, and especially when the total sitting up there in you know the mid high fifties uh, for this game, where like there's just there's not a performance that's realistic. That even if a receiver goes two hundred and two touches, yeah, right. All those are going to the quarterback. Like, yeah, let's let, let's let, let's let's say Gronk catches three touchdowns. Well, they were all still thrown by Brady. Yeah, yeah. So, right. okay. give it to Brady. So, but I mean, what if what if it's almost beat. a donkey pick? I think to to take anybody except for a quarterback. I agree. Yeah. So okay. So do you, so in the case that they met week twelve, Tyreek went thirteen two sixty nine three. Do you think Mahomes still wins the MVP? Lean yes, but that's that's, that's a that's a hell of a. Question, I mean, honestly, but. I th- I think so too. I was thinking about this. And I I just don't. I don't even know. I mean, that's like you know, probably all the records in the Super Bowl for receiving yards. Maybe not receptions. I think. Someone had, I think, well, James White had like 14 or 15, but still pretty close. When um, when players reach this this caliber, like this status of their career, already like Mahomes has and like Brady, it's just hard to look past them for these awards. Um, you saw it with Peyton Manning in that Bear Super Bowl. Like Dominic Rhodes was the best player on the field. Didn't yeah. matter. He didn't have a chance of getting Super Bowl MVP over Peyton. Diego, you were like 13 during that Super Bowl. <laughs> I wasn't no, living in your basement this, yet. <laughs> My okay, life was you- downhill because 20 years later, I was living in your basement. Uh, QB for <laughs> Super Bowl MVP minus 350. A question from a listener. That's a lot of juice. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of juice. I would say go it's just not fun, you know. It's 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 like the <laughs> it's the nineteen condom bet, you know. Strap on as many condoms as you you know. Just put on a full body condom <laughs> and bet. I mean, what are you what are you going to bet? Like fifty dollars to try to make you know thirteen bucks? <laughs> I have seen. I, don't I, I think a different place had uh, two seventy five. I don't know if you have. I think bet MGM at two seventy five. If you're looking to place that at the that that I was actually considering. Uh, Playing some on, but um, that I, I went three fifties getting to the point where uh, I wouldn't touch it up that high. You're best off just taking a stand and picking a guy because there's you know yeah. that's that doesn't make any sense. One thing is interesting. So there's pretty much consistently we see uh, Kansas City defer, and we've seen the last two playoff games where Tampa Bay has won the toss and taken the ball. There is a uh, so we can get into some like first play stuff, and I know that Connor's had some stuff around Kansas City that way, but there's an offering on FanDuel that I thought was interesting was Tampa Bay first to score 
because it does seem like more than likely that they are the team likely to get the ball first. Uh, Tampa first to score and lose is plus 260. I thought that was a, a pretty interesting offer if you are on the KC side. And it seems likely that Tampa gets the ball first. Now, we that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to score in their opening drive. But again, the chances are increased by them getting the ball first. So um, any other exotics, anything on Tampa side as far as let's get into some of the props. Rushings, rushing props, we have to kind of parse through. I, the- I, wanted, I wanted to ask Kanish a, a general strategy because, he, I mean, he actually is a veteran better even as much as I, you know. <laughs> Uh, Allegedly, tried, tried, tried to try to uh, stab him in the back there, Brutus him, you know, <laughs> like Brutus did to Julius Caesar. But um, what I mean, what are your thoughts on like I, I feel like you know most like you know people that are newer to this, they want to like make sure that all their bets are like aligned with you know one theory. You know, like let's say, hey, you know the Bucks are are gonna win. We got to bet, you know, uh, Brady MVP. We got to bet, you know, overs on on Buck stuff. We got to bet, you know, maybe some unders on KC stuff, you know. And, and but, I mean, what are your thoughts on sort of hedging against some of your, um, you know, your 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 main uh, theories? Uh, and then, I, I don't know, just you, you, like you, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I hear, you. and I think, and a lot of people, uh, it just at this point in the season, um, a lot of the player prop numbers are pretty tight, are pretty tough. You're not going to see um, huge deltas, and I agree with people like you don't want to set yourself up uh, where you have this game script in your head that you think it's the way it's going to play out, and you're going to bet everything that's correlated to that script. Um, you, you would traditionally want to bet stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I think the the best stuff you see in the Super Bowl is, is the off the rail. Like people want to bet, you know. Kelsey or Hill or any of those, and I think the the much better value is on some of the the stuff that's not offered for most games, or for, for some of the guys that aren't offered for most games. I and mean, we talked, Le'Veon Bell had props out there, um, and I was big on getting in on his unders because in, in, in a traditional game on a Sunday, uh, he would he would have nothing, but it's the Super Bowl, so you've got Scotty Miller props, you've got Le'Veon Bell props, um, stuff that... Byron Pringle props. Yeah, yes, yeah, brought by the banger Pringle props uh, <laughs> that we've already touched on. Um, it's it just stuff that isn't normally there uh, that I think has much more of, you know, whether a qualitative angle or something you can get into that's that and especially if you can shop around on stuff, uh, and, and you know if you want to set yourself up with some middles, the numbers are all over the place everywhere. There, there's just much better strategies to go about than um, thinking like, oh, I like the the Bucks to win, so I'm going to bet all their overs and chief unders. Right, um, right. That, that's not traditionally going to you, you maybe hit uh, you know uh, the, the, the everything on point one game, but usually it's going to leave you uh, you know in a bad place more so than not. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with the KC thoughts here in in a big way, but I have a sprinkle on Brady MVP for that very reason. Uh, it's not enough to cover my KC losses if if Tampa wins, but at least it covers a little bit. I I think that's kind of that DFS mindset, Silva, right? Where you're looking to have your especially in a showdown standpoint, like you want your lineups to tell a story, right? You want a narrative driven where if the game goes this way, you know, X, Y, and Z start to. Yeah, run. I almost think that showdown is like almost the opposite of, of the way that we should be positioning our bets because really with bets maybe we should just be looking for like just look at each bet independent of your theories and is it a good bet you know is each independent bet a good bet and let's take it if it's a fucking good bet and at the end of the day you know let's make 25 you know individual bets and if we get 17 of them we're cooking you know we're, we're cooking 
Also, showdown, like the payout is much greater and you're playing against other people. Whereas, you know, sometimes yeah. these are 1v1 returns. For sure. um, yeah, yeah, 26 to 1, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah no, your, 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 your showdown lineup should be very much aligned. But I think it, what Noonan was actually getting at was that if you're going to make one showdown lineup, then, you know, make the next one almost contrarian as yeah. it means to the first. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. Connor, you had some good nuggets on some of the completion percentage numbers that were hung by DraftKings. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think this is actually an example of what you guys were just talking about. So, you know, I think the Chiefs win, and I think that they outperform uh, the Bucks here. But I took Tom Brady over 62.5% completion rate early in the week. Um, so we have him projected for 65%. He's gone over that number in 13 of 19 games this season. And all six teams that he failed to post better than a 62.5% completion rate against were top 15 in pass to DVOA. Kansas City is not in the top 15. And he had a 65% completion rate against KC in their previous matchup. So um, I think that that's kind of where I'm at. And also, if they fall behind, I mean, we're going to get Dink and Dunk Brady just completing checkdowns for days and end up with like a 70% completion rate. So, um, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, another, another one that was kind of like, contrarian to what we're talking about here but i also think it's a good bet would be patrick mahomes to throw two touchdowns plus kc to win um and that was at minus 108 so it's kind of almost just taking like kc to win in my opinion um like mahomes has this in almost every i think it was like 75 or 80 percent of his games and if you actually parlayed these odds it was pretty much the same if you parlayed them independently of what you thought but really they're correlated because if mahomes throws like three or four touchdowns the chiefs are more likely to win so that's kind of where where the other two ones that I was looking at specifically. I don't know. I don't know too much about the Bucks like rushing stuff though. I don't know if you guys are in on the, the Leonard Fournette like receiving overs or any of that. But I'm I, I talked to you guys about this earlier in the week via text about uh, Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette and like how that's going to shake out. Um, just because I mean Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch you know a couple of weeks ago and now he's you know catapulted into being their one A I would say to Ronald Jones one B. But I know you guys had a at least a little bit of a dissenting opinion there on what could play out. Yeah. Diggle, give me your thoughts on uh, the usage there. We know that Ronald Jones couldn't catch a cold. You know, he's been dealing with, you know, hamstring injuries and finger injuries and just, just in general is not a really getting a lot of work in passing situations really since the start of the season. But how do you think this is going to work its way out on, on Sunday? Ronald Jones has been quote unquote healthy the past two games and it's Leonard Fournette who still has 13 of the 14 backfield targets and a 19% target share in that span. Uh, I'm uncertain about the rushing numbers, just like the chiefs backfield. I don't know about the rushing numbers, but I am interested in the, the catching numbers and we know Fournette in the conference championship game ran 25 routes to Jones's six. And so if we're predicting negative game script, even being within one score early and trailing, it's all Fournette's backfield in my opinion. So I like Fournette over combined 78 and a half rushing and receiving yards. I think he can get to 50 receiving yards alone easily in this game. Uh, what do you think, Evan? Do you think that that's, you know, plays itself out that way? We just continue to see more Lenny. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with Daigle. I think that Leonard Fournette, I mean, as much as I, you know, have been, uh, a leader, like, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he, I think he's earned Tom Brady's trust, which I think is critical uh, for, you know, an older quarterback. Um, Ronald Jones can't play in the passing game at all. That has always, that has been the case for like a decade, you know, even going back to his high school career. Um, Leonard Fournette isn't that great in the passing game either, but he's better than, uh, Ronald Jones. Who's just, you know, he's completely, he's, he, he's non-functional in the he has one target since week 14. Um, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, I think has 27 targets during that span. Um, 
Leonard Fournette can pass block. Uh, I think that that is, you know, important again against Kansas City. Uh, and I mean, I, I think it's, you know, Ronald Jones. I mean, he's he's not a bad runner. He's not a bad early down runner. He's like a he's a change of pace early down back. And I think that he's going to get eight to ten carries here, and he might gain seventy yards. But who gives a shit about seventy yards, you know? So uh, especially, well, in, in fantasy, I don't know. I mean, that wouldn't be what I would project him for. I project him for like fucking twenty six. But you know, I mean, he, he like he, he he can break some decent, you know, uh, long runs. But I think that Fournette is going to be the dude here, and I, I I think he's earned it. And we've seen kind of how KC defends too, right? They're, they've been really limiting outside receivers uh, and really kind of you know filtering stuff in. They want to box out. you in, man. They're yeah. you know they they're willing to give up you know good like rushing efficiency, but they're not going to get hurt by your receivers, or at least this is how they want to play. They might get hurt by the Bucks receivers because a lot of people get get hurt by the Bucks receivers. But you're right. I mean, they don't want to give up big plays in the passing game. They play it pretty smart, you know, and they play complementary defense to their offense, which they they know they know can put up thirty each and every week. Yep, that's good. Yeah, they filter in. Dangle did a good job outlining some of the the tight end usage, which I think is is crucial here. How do we think the receivers are impacted here? You know, it seems like that would work best for Godwin in the slot, um, though maybe you know. Jerry Sneed's probably been their best corner all season is matched up in the slot mostly, but like Evan was saying, they just, they've limited outside receivers all season long. So Kanish, have you jumped in on any of the uh, bucks? I know you're off the box by any of those prop numbers <laughs> jump out to you. Uh, you know, honestly, I've, I've been a little bit, um, I would say I'm not as clear in terms of how, or I feel as good around how they're going to spread the ball around. Um, especially with the Antonio Brown um, comeback. You think he's still limited in practice, but before he, you know, he got dinged up a little bit, he was, uh, you know, becoming quite a feature for, for, for Brady. So, you know, you've had Evans uh, in a more of an element of the big play with Godwin getting the, the more of the share, the target share. You've had Cameron Brate now reemerge, Gronkowski being more of a blocker. I don't have a great I, – I really – don't have much invested in the uh, the Bucks receiving props. The only thing I, I took a there was break to catch a pass before Gronkowski minus one thirty five. Um, I took that, I, but I will say you know he had the the back flare up today, so I, I wouldn't feel you know I, I think the juice is higher up on there. Um, I don't have a, anything super substantial on the Bucks receiving props, uh, and either way or at much of a great feel you know connor and i took some uh some ty johnson and scotty miller overs with, with antonio brown out uh last game that, that that were solid but now that he's back in the fold probably at least you know a good chunk um i, I don't have i don't have too much uh, of anything i love bucks receiving wise i, I think still think scotty miller's interesting because it's only 20 and a half receiving yards like he averages over 15 yards per target, over 14 yards per catch. Literally, it takes one. Um, even if Antonio Brown, who oddly enough practiced in full on Thursday, mm-hmm. but was listed as doubtful on Friday for a fake hypothetical injury report, I have no idea why they waste our time with an injury report a week before the Super Bowl. It's just a waste. Um, but yeah, 20 and a half is so low that I still think there's value there in going over. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I was, I, 
talk to you guys today about potentially like Antonio Brown and like what his role would be if, if he does play. Um, but now the, the full practice, you know, just throws a whole wrench in that. I think if he was like not practicing at all going into the game, you'd probably see him around a 50% snap share. But with him practicing in full, like to me, he's the kind of guy who's going to tough it out no matter what and play in some aspect. Now I think with him practicing a good amount, I think we'll probably see him out there a good bit. But yeah, like Scotty Miller overs are still in play. But I mean, you really need to, they need to connect on that deep shot. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's like really what you're banking on here. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe like a, a points bet opportunity with Scotty Miller, if you can get it low enough um, on the over, like if you can get around 25. I mean, those are the kind of points bet overs we're looking for. And something that some of the listeners brought up after last week's big hit on MVS uh, against uh, the, or two weeks ago on the Bucks, which was like, I think it was set around 30 yards. So like most of the people who bet on it got like a 76 X win um, on MVS. And I think so. For me, in this game, I think Scotty Miller's in a good position to do that, where, like, your worst case, you're losing, like, 25, 30x, but the upside is, like, 70x. And then same with, like, Miko Hardman, maybe. Like, so he's in a spot where his prop is only 20 and a half. The points bet will probably bump it up to, like, 32, 33. But, you know, he has a chance to hit a long one. And I kind of was thinking about it if – so if Tampa Bay makes a concerted effort to try and, like, kind of bracket Tyreek Hill or at least give him help over the top, maybe that frees up Miko Hardman for a longer reception – or someone else deep when they're paying a little bit more attention to Tyreek Hill after he just, he just like demolished them last time around. Bowling the banger Pringle. Yeah. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, or maybe your boy Byron Pringle gets deep. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I think that's a uh, <laughs> couple times. I, I think that's, I'll probably hit a little bit of points, bet actually on both those, just, you know, make the game a little fun. Miko Hardman ends up with 150 yards and you know, we're, we're going to the strip club after. <laughs> Evan favorite bucks receiver here. Uh, What's your lean? No, I don't. I don't. Are strip clubs open right now? <laughs> I think you have to wear a mask. Man. You should probably wear a mask anyway. Do, do the strippers have to wear a mask? <laughs> you, right. you definitely don't want to forget the mask if you're going to a pandemic strip club. Hey, that's true. That's true. Oh my God. I can't even. I can't even imagine. Oh God. I I, I signed off strip clubs. Uh, you know, about a decade ago, but. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, you just walk. There's a distinct By a smell decade to ago, a strip you club. Mean like six weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> long years. He has enough sake. Oh man! Everyone was storming the Capitol, and Silva was storming the strip club. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he was asking Candy if uh, she was still there on the weekdays. <laughs> I think I asked you about the Bucks receivers. I don't know what just happened. But, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, get it back on track. um no i mean these these receiver situations really on both sides are you know i wrote my matchups comments like i just i don't know you know i I wanted to get it up because people are always like yo when is it gonna when is it going up you know i'm like i try to get like one injury report under my belt and today we got our first injury report and i still feel like i don't i don't know i don't know about sammy watkins you know i sort of know about demarcus robinson ab was full practice but I don't. I mean, it, it, are the Bucks to the point where they understand that they actually might be better off with Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson in that, you know, that rotational role player? Uh, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's tough, man. I, and even after tomorrow, even if AB gets in another full practice, and let's say Sammy practice is limited again, I still won't feel confident. That, that's what happened. Like last week, Sammy got limited Wednesday and Thursday. And then, and then he was DNP on Friday and did not play. I mean, we haven't seen him in so long. It's been a long time. Yeah. We've seen Sammy. And on Tampa Bay side, 
I think they might be better off without Antonio Brown. So it, that's a real, that's, th- those are the toughest situations to, to kind of try to try to calculate. All right, let's get weird. Let's get into the, all the other stuff, right? Let's get okay. into all the Gatorade. Can we please talk Gatorade? One of my favorite bets on the board. Orange Gatorade. We have a one, an absolute concrete one game sample of KC <laughs> winning the Super Bowl and pouring Orange Gatorade on Andy Reid. Uh, plus 125. It's been the color in five of the last 11 Super Bowls. Orange, someone sell me on something different. Orange is the pick. Knesh, what do pick. you got? What do you got? I uh, would tell you that um, I would have normally have a better idea on uh, Sunday afternoon when some people were walking around the field. But now I, that, say. Uh, um, I don't know if the, the corona is going to make that a- as possible. So uh, I would normally wait until um, somebody might have peeked inside. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like the Gatorade is going to be uh, sectioned off. And if you're the Chiefs barber, you go by the Gatorade, they're going to kick you out and probably, you know, Put you, give you like a misdemeanor. So um. it's, it's it's orange. You know, not not only did did Noonan point out that last year uh, the Chiefs poured orange on Andy Reid, but what's the color of the the other team? Orange. So why would they not have orange? Orange is the chalk. Okay, <laughs> I go I go home to my parents' house. What do they have in the freaking pantry? They have orange mix Gatorade powder. Okay? They don't have. It's not purple. It's not green, which is the color of blood. You cannot have the color of blood. You know, try to get your buddy to bet on bl- on red, okay? And you take orange. That's a cinch. You know, you're just stealing money there at that point. Um, I, I I think it's I think it's an easy one. I, I totally agree. With, like what Noonan said in our in our little um, uh, bands uh, syndicate chat is that. Uh, he he believes that orange should be minus two fifty, and it's plus one hundred. And I could not agree more. It should be minus five fifty, <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting it at plus one hundred. Just take the free money, guys. Best play on the board. You're you wait the the end. Teams are using the same color. You don't what? even like the Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks color is orange. Kanish, think about, what about it. About red. You, they can't have red because it looks like blood on their jerseys, man. <laughs> It's been it's been twelve years since. Hey, hey, yellow is scary though. Yellow is scary. I'll give you that. It's funny because this is how Kanish makes like his money. Like Kanish will make ninety percent of his money just on information markets where he has like some fucking FBI, the anthem, the Gatorade color. Like he has people seeing what hair color they're wearing at halftime. You know, like Kanish is bankrupting local bookies all over the country. Um, Kanish over it one day. <laughs> Kanish, you forced Connor to get engaged because last year. <laughs> His girlfriend watched him sweat the national anthem like he was just like his friend. He, lo- like, he lost it. Ruined, he ruined lost his life. Ruined yeah. his like, how much out. money? How much money did you have on the national anthem? Yeah, now, you had to buy a ring, dude. You had to buy a ring. I did buy her he, shoes. He, he bought the, the ring with the anthem money. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> half his winnings are hers, no matter what he wins this week. Minus EV play. It's a gift and a curse. It's true. Oh man, Demi Lovato forever lives on in my heart. <laughs> um, what other weird stuff? Miss PAT uh, plus two oh five. So we're outdoors, right? We might have some wet. All right, Kanish isn't liking it. We they've already both missed this postseason. Um, Suckups missed six on the year. Buckers missed seven. Um, 
The math doesn't add up for plus 205. The math guys I got. But, but, but misses the easy ones and he rocks the hard ones. But, yeah. but still, I mean, plus two, plus two, it should be more. I mean, it should be more. Maybe, right, maybe so. at plus like 505, I would, you know, throw 25 bucks on it, but. What, okay, so what about this one? No flea flicker, minus two sixty from a listener. Yeah, I saw that guy in the car. Two sixty is way cheap for for no flea flicker, especially if they're they're considered. I mean, you, you definitely want to double check the grading on that one because, like, if they throw a backwards pass to the wide receiver and then he throws it, are they counting that as a flea flicker? But in, in oh, you're, hell, you're you're damn right they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the oh, traditional yeah. sense, um, flea flicker two sixty is way. Uh, tell him to DM me where he he got that price at because yeah, that that is uh, way because again. It's one of those where people want to bet the yes. They want to see a flea flicker. Uh, there's been flea flickers in Super Bowls that everybody, you know, remembers. Well, I mean, uh, you, you, but, you can't bet the yes, but I don't, I don't think you can bet the no either. I mean, find another bet, bro. Find another bet. You're missing <laughs> – oh. <laughs> no comment. Uh, you're missing the only other one we have. Pretty good, though. That was pretty we funny. have evidence up from last year. Uh, we saw Orange Gatorade last year. We also saw Patrick Mahomes thank the city of Kansas City first in his speech. So if he does get MVP, why would he not thank the Kansas City of Kansas City again first? And those odds, you could pull them up on DK. Aren't they like plus four hundred, plus four fifty? This guy's had some life events though since he's engaged and his and his girl's hey, pregnant, baby. right? Things are shifting. So God you know. knows all too well. If got, <laughs> uh, the fans first, the four for four fans, instead of uh, his wife, he'd be divorced already. So, <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know. Daigle, where do I even find that fucking bat? Like, I've never even it's seen on, that. It's where on DK that? somewhere. I did yeah, a wide no, I, I, I couldn't DK. find it either. Dude, after some after of these Daigle are very... in, our, in, our, in our little uh, text message thread. I was like, yo, I'm going to find it. I can find it. I, Daigle made it up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Daigle, Daigle does a great job, or uh, DK does a great job of like organizing their bets most times, but this is just a total it's disaster. It's a disaster. Right now. It is yeah, a disaster. I can't find anything. I it's have like, in Rivers. Go over to Rivers and you will lose your mind. I, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. It's, it's an insane. It gave me anxiety when I logged on. I just logged off. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Kanish, I mean, you know, Jared Goff, MVP bets for. In twenty one. Listen, <laughs> comeback player of the year, Anthony Lynn's what? offense. Coming back from what? <laughs> Coming back. Oh, oh I forgot that Anthony LA. Lynn is their OC. Wow, this is going to go mean, real. Well. I listen. I they'll be the defense is better being some high scoring. We'll, we'll talk. We got all off season to talk about it, but we'll get uh, there. It's going to be a great off season. Wife looks like Angel. It's like a dead ringer for Angelina Jolie. It's insane. Like, like I, I tell you, I, I got a lot more respect for golf in the last week after some people sent me uh, something like. Ish. And no, hey, the guy he's reached high levels of play in his career. It's such a recency bias thing around like golf being trashed. Like he's had quality play. He's only twenty six. Wow. <laughs> it was a great trade for the Lions. Uh, no, all kidding aside, what? not being a slappy two first round picks. And like that, they got robbed. Hey, I mean, if if they're if they're straight tanking, then I think it was a good tra- trade. Which well, which I next. I mean, I'm not saying the line. Are 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 they tanking? I mean, they they actually have a lot of decent free agents that they could lose. Marvin and Galladay, Romeo, uh, Ara, 
I mean, maybe, I don't know if they're tanking on purpose, but they're not going to be good enough to win in any amount of games to, to be. Well, I know, but they have to tank on, they need to hire Sashi Brown to, to <laughs> operations. Well, don't worry. We hired uh, the guy that wanted the Rams to draft golf and then traded for him within a week. So I found you. Oh man! And you got Deuce Daly there too. It's very hand in the dirt coaching staff. Yeah, and, I think uh, Ryan yeah. Ford was in yeah. there. They got uh, the DC. Uh, his name just gave me, but he was a former player too. Um, uh, Aaron Glenn. Yes, the old, yes, the old DB. Glenn. Yep. And would be phenomenal on Hard Knocks. The Lions now, like I, it would be a great content show uh, with Campbell and that crew to be on Hard Knocks. We're not going to yeah. win too many games, but um, it, it might be fun. Which I, like how you still call him we. I like the, how you still call him we. That's very you know, really sentimental, Kanish. Yeah, it was not fun. I, I would say that, uh, that, that, that this, at least if anything, this, this might be a little bit more entertaining and not uh, as depressing as, as the Matt Patricia era. You're depressing Connor because Connor was had a pacifier last time. Deuce Staley was playing and Aaron Glennon's <laughs> on the field. I'm sure the Dom Capers era will go much better. Yeah, I, I didn't know Dom Capers was still alive. Like the picture, oh, he looks like he's 130. Like I can't believe he's bad. Like was he were, was he still in the NFL? Where did they even get him from? I saw his, pic, his picture on the website. I'm like, can this guy still walk around the field? I think Dude. he was like, I think he was delivering DoorDash, and they just called him up and he came over. Bring him back. Run their defense. Uh, all right, more exotics, people. Kanish, the people want the uh, the novelty props from you. Um, yeah, what else? What else you got, Uncle K? Or is it too early for you? You waiting for your your agents to you know feed you the info? Well, you know, against my better judgment here, uh, I give the people. I think the weekend, uh, if you can find first song Starboy at halftime, halftime first song Starboy, uh, that would probably be a good bet. May or may not be a good bet. Uh, you know, <laughs> but some, some moles might say that's a good bet. Over, All right, that's a lock. Where do I find that, Kanish? One and a half wardrobe changes, I think, uh, I think would be another good one for, for the halftime show. Um, and so those, as far as the novel, again, those sometimes you, you, you got to go. The legals are a little bit uh, tepid with some of those. So you got to go to the, <laughs> back to the, the Caribbean, the offshore world to get some of these. But um if you're in that world, then uh, I would feel very comfortable with, with both of those bets as far as uh, locks. A couple commercial ones, too, if they're still out there. Uh, the – hold on. I didn't memorize these. I didn't know we were going to go uh, too much into the, the novelty. But as far as com- commercials – First, if you can find this. Well, that, I mean, that's that's what you bring to the table, Kenneth. No, right. I mean, we're not here for your football. And I got Daigle and Silver for football. I've heard uh, yeah, right. the Pringles commercial airs before the Tide commercial. Okay. And uh, <laughs> that's Hellman, why, that's why we're here. The Hellman's <laughs> mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> if you like mayonnaise, I think the Hellman's would food would come before the Cheetos. <laughs> so mayonnaise before Cheetos, Pringles before Tide. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that on DK. Somebody we'll parlay all of Kanish's uh, novelty props and just get rich and just you know, <laughs> screenshot that. Dish. They don't. They don't offer these as widely as they used to. Uh, I wonder why. Some people used to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> say some, some people in the past may or may not have uh, you know won a lot of money on these. So uh, <laughs> they're a little bit less widely offered, but they're still out there. 
All right. How about any other novelties that may be available on legal sports books? Anyone have any of those? Any of the wonky ones? Any of the different parlays? Anything else that we need to share with the people? Mm, no, I, I got nothing on the legal books in terms of like novelty props. Hold on. Do I got to do everything around here? Jesus <laughs> Christ. You got nothing. We got five, five guy round table and nothing for the legal. Yeah, I mean, Kanish, ever since you were welcome. Well, Ever since you were welcomed in the tout game, I mean, you got to step your game up, dude, because... Uh, I thought you were welcome. I should be. I mean, you're, you're, you're not that hot on, on gambling that, Twitter anymore. You know, you're, 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 your star is falling. And I'm, hey, listen, <laughs> have you seen the, the It, it was very nice of, of Connor and Noonan to invite you onto their show to pop your cherry <laughs> with regard to Super Bowl know. How the fuck are you getting retweets from Shefty and Rapshi? Like, how much do those cost? <laughs> Like, I can't actually like you in person or some of that. Like, what? I mean, I see, like, Schefter, like, uh, Silva, uh, how about this point? I'm like, what the fuck is, how does this guy, how does he even know this guy? Like, what is that, like, the, what is the backwards, like, channel, like, deal they got going on there to, to get that retweet? So, no, but yeah, some of us I mean, have do you want to, me to introduce you? Do you want me to yeah. introduce you? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> I, you know, maybe if uh, you know we can run the forty against each other and I can bet on it, then that'd be something uh, <laughs> we we can get down on there. Oh, Kick, oh, punt punt props, punt props. This is on. Uh, this is one I, I bet a lot on earlier in the week that I talked about uh, a little bit last night. They opened these up way too short at the Eagles that were thirty like thirty two and a half shortest punt. 32 and a half, in a game that's only lined six and a half punts, if you can find 32 and a half, even lay the juice. You're talking about either it would have to be a shank or like a a pussy punt from like the 35-yard line <laughs> where, where a guy directionally kicks it uh, and, you know, doesn't get it to the end zone. It's a fair catch or something. So 32 and a half, way too short. It should be like 36 and a half, 38 and a half, which is what the offshores had. Some of the legals were – we're way too. I'd still play 33 and a half, 34 and a half if you can find those. Uh, shortest punt over. Hmm. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know where we're net. Like, you know, if yeah. they kick it into the end zone, you know, they're not taking the 20 yards away, right? Correct. Correct. It, it's yeah. uh, It would be it's defined as a, you know, if you kick it from the 38 and it gets the end zone, it's a 38 yard That's punt. defined as a 38 yard punt. Yeah. Yeah. No. That I think that's that sounds really reasonable. Where do you, where do you find this? Game, no one should shot. be fucking punting in those short, you know, those short range. I mean, we might only get one or two chances at that. We might get zero chances at that, you know. So that 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 sounds like a, a pretty good bet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have any more novelty props. The only other one that's like a little bit weird was KC first play to be a pass minus one hundred three. Uh, points bet it's minus 150 on FanDuel but you know I guess it, we talked about it a little bit here they passed 68 percent of the time on first down against Tampa Bay last time 72 percent overall they passed 62 percent of the time in the first quarter on first down this season and this is priced like basically at even so you're getting like a 60 percent to 70 percent shot at something that's priced at 50 percent so I like it I thought I thought it's a solid bet as well I know it's not you know um, mayonnaise over uh, whatever, but it's it's something no, else that's, that's it's offered on drafts. Not much of a lock as mayo before Cheetos. <laughs> mayo yeah. before Cheetos. We've seen the officials somewhat swallow their whistle, really for the entire season too. Um, though I will say that Tampa is 
I think it was from Football Outsiders. Like they have, they drew twenty three pass interference calls on the season, and that is like significantly higher than any other team in the thirty five years that Football Outsiders has tracked this stuff. That's Mike Evans. Yeah, Brady and, led the league in DPS. Yeah, like he knows what he's doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the total in the game is eleven and a half um, accepted penalties. And again, so you know they've. I don't know what really we're seeing on an average game, but again, it feels with. You know, they've been leaning to not call holdings as frequently in seasons past. I thought that was interesting, at least to, I made a note of that before the show to at least dig in and see if I could find any, you know, season data on what we're seeing penalty wise, but feels maybe a little high. We'll take a look. Um, longest successful field goal, 46 and a half. Uh, I feel like both these teams know they're not winning this game, kicking field goals, but. Uh, yeah, but uh, the fucking Chiefs love to let Butker tee off some ones yeah for a dude that misses a lot of short ones man he's like he's got such a life i mean he's he's a stud kicker he's yeah. just yeah what about what about uh sacks which i, I think it has been a you know somewhat popular topic of, of conversation i mean can we get mahomes sack three times and brady sack two times and get over the four and a half i think that that's pretty reasonable i think mahomes could get four or five sacks like Mahomes can might take it care of it on his own because I think you know the offensive line versus defensive line situation there, um, and and if they they roll him out and they, they let you know if they show more confidence in his running ability because he's had these two weeks to uh, to come off this turf toe injury, and and they have just a lot of dropbacks in the game which we expect period right with with, with all with our our uh, our over on his pass attempts prop I mean yeah. If if he had if he goes over forty one and a half pass attempts, that probably puts him in the forty five range, and then you know whatever he has in terms of, I mean he he could get fifty uh, dropbacks, so that would you know put him in in I mean if we get three or four sacks on Mahomes, I, I think we get there. No, I like that too, and I think there's a plus number on Tampa Bay getting I mean the first sack against or Kansas city getting the first sack, I guess. And I think just because everyone is expecting with all the offensive line issues for Kansas city that, you know, they'll be involved, but we also know that it's not Brady. It was never Brady's strength. Definitely not a strength at this point to be super mobile. And, and uh, you know, the chances, if you're getting plus money on something like that, I feel like I want to take that more so than the leaning on the narrative of. No, I agree. Also, cause I think you, you touched on it earlier that Tampa Bay is more likely to get the ball first. So yep. you, you would have the first opportunity for KC there to, uh, to get this. I think they totally come out aggressive and, and try and hit the statue early and often. So as long as the, the bucks don't run it three straight with playoff Lenny into the line of scrimmage and punt that uh, I do like that. If you can get that plus money that KC to get the first sack. Yep. Uh, how about rushing yards? We, you know, a lot of people got burned last year on the Mahomes stuff. We had some interest in Mahomes in the playoffs early this season. Now we're dealing with the toe injury. Um, I think it's 19 and a half, which has pretty much been immediate outcome for Mahomes for most of the season. You know, Daigle, any interest on, on Mahomes rushing? Not for me. Like we talked about earlier, he hasn't really been running the ball. Uh, I guess going back to week 16, he hasn't rushed more than three times since, as we talked about earlier, the box score doesn't matter from the conference championship game since three of his five carries were kneel downs, actually. So, yeah, unless one of the others have a lean on it, it's not really anything I'm interested in. Uh, The biggest bet of the playoffs I had uh, was 
Mahomes under rushing yards in the uh, the mm. AFC title game. Um, and that cash, but I would not feel good about playing that again now uh, with two weeks off. I don't – it's just – the mobility has been such a massive part of his game, especially in the postseason, that if he's feeling better, uh, I think you'll even see, like, in that game, I almost threw up and watching it. He pulled – this is in the fourth quarter when they're up 20. He pulled the keeper uh, and was, like, hobbling, you know, out there on the edge for a nine-yard gain late uh, – that, that if he was healthy, would have went probably for, for 15 and, you know, had me jumping off the roof. But um, That's a hell of a luck box win for you, Kanisha. And you, <laughs> I mean, I, you know. The money is great, out, baby. Hey, you know, Just like Bill's season win total over. But, uh, no. I, what? It, 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 no, 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 no. I, I, I have the receipts. You, don't you were wanna... completely anti-Bills. You hated Josh <laughs> Allen. You said he would, be, he would have a worse season than Sean Glennon. There's no record of that. Uh, that? No, it Sean Mannion. Sean Sean I was like, I was like, it was, uh, using Sean Mannion that season. Mike Glennon. It was the Patriots also said that Josh Allen would have a worse season than Mike Glennon. You, it wasn't Mike Josh Glennon. Allen would have a worse season than Sean Mannion and Mike. Glennon. It was. Uh, it was. Who's the white guy in the Patriots that got benched for Cam? Uh, oh, uh, Stidham. 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 Yeah, it was uh, Stidham. I may have said he was worse than Stidham, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is not decided yet. Uh, okay, okay, and, and there's actually, one game left. There's one game left in the season. Who knows what's going to happen? The Buck could trade for Stidham when he could lead to the Super Bowl. Oh, my Lord. Um, we got we another listener one. Roughing the passer penalty plus 155, two most protected QBs in the league. I don't think that's a bad look, but I don't know. I haven't dug into the how many roughing the passer penalties there are a game. So. I don't think the math checks out on that one again. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it does not. I don't think the, 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 the same well, thing I, I mean, saw. Let, from let me, go ahead. Let, let, me, let me be contrarian here that uh, – First of all, you know, the officials are essentially taught to protect the quarterbacks, right? But if we're in a situation where the defenses are, are going to be getting close to the quarterbacks, um, you know, more than on average, which I think that the Bucks defense, you know, their defensive front could against Kansas City. I mean, this is one, man, right? Or, or, or what was the line? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was all only one. It was one, one. Only one. I mean, plus one fifty-five at, at plus money. Kanish, come on now. What, yeah, that's thirty-nine percent. No, I know. I know. Someone asked about uh, longest penalty over fifteen and a half earlier in the chat too, and it's, it's the same thing around the the roughing the passer and and the long pis happen a lot less than you would actually think. Like in, in yeah. your mind, antidote. They, they stand up. They're exactly. highlight plays. Yeah, out mind, exactly. Yeah. They register with you. But if you actually look at how often they occur yeah. relative to those right. odds, it, right. it's just not <laughs> as, you know, so, but you, you make a, a decent point where both teams are going to want to pressure the quarterback. Um, so you're going to get a ton of dropbacks. I, I don't think yeah. that, that is as bad as it would normally be with, with the amount of time yeah. that it's, not, it's a fine. I just say it's a fine bet. It's fine. I know Evan talked earlier and I agree with him as far as like totals have been all season. It's like typically it's been over or nothing for me on totals. I know props, obviously long-term, if you were taking unders, that's going to be probably a positive EV more times than not. And I think there is a good opportunity here as we get into maybe Saturday evening, Sunday morning, you know, with, you know, kegs and eggs, opening up those sports books <laughs> and getting the feeling for, you know, people are going to be hitting overs, right? So, 
the late public action is going to be chasing those Kelsey and Tyreek numbers. So there might be buying opportunities shortly before the game kicks off on getting in and some unders as certain things get steamed up. People want things to happen. So betting on things not happening, I think, is always plus EV, especially as we get you know more square money flooding the market as we get closer to kick. So yeah, no, I, the only thing I would call is I, I you know, I, Con knows I work with a pretty serious uh, prop group on there as far as and most of the plays are relative to the under. This is the first Super Bowl since I started betting seriously that. Um, I, I'm not going to have a, a, a sizable chunk of money uh, kind of spreading the board on player prop unders. I do agree that they get steamed up um, and, and, you know, numbers are inflated relative to what they should be in most cases. But it, it, it's a game script that, that that scares me a little bit too much of seeing like a, you know, a 42-35, a 41-40. Like, uh, it's definitely the type of game um, – that the unders can go south real quick if you, if you spread them across the board. Um, yeah. And so it's not something that I'll be heavily invested in relative to, to past Super Bowls. That makes sense. All right, fellas, that's all I got, unless you got anything else. Pringles before Tide, mayo before Cheetos. And pr- I'm going to double up on fucking Pringles this week. Pringle, two catches, Pringles before Cheetos. <laughs> I'm going to be slamming a fucking stack of the Pringles here like when I'm rich after all the Pringles money that flows in. So, no, so I'm gonna, next time we do a stream, I'm the stupid fucking Pringle guy in a shirt because he won every bet that I placed on Sunday. They all had to, to correlate. Parlay that I fucking Spoken like a true rookie, uh, a little better. Uh, but you know, hey, you know, you, you got to pop your chariot at some point. And you know, Kanish, I, I, I'm, I'm praying for you. You know, because it looks I appreciate like that. you need prayers. Tell Levitan <laughs> that I appreciate his inquiry. Oh, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't need run, to tell fucking Levitan anything. Uh, Did you pay him his money yet? Did you pay him his money yet? Money. Who do you think? Oh, you know, the money is all good. There's no money. Like I, I'm not going to tell Levitin anything. anything. He just needs to get his money from you, Kenneth. He already got the money. I gave him fucking trash odds, too. And, like, and, 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 and handed it to him on a platter. I hope he's happy. But, yeah, we'll, 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 get, it. Listen, we'll get it back next year. We didn't talk Anthem. I know that Kenneth doesn't have the insight that he typically does, but we have – where we have a duet, I don't know much about him. I know that this this it's a do you know we haven't had duets in a long time, but I know this woman has been clocked under significantly. Now I was in the cold at an who, NHL. Wait, who, who's singing it? I don't even know. It's like a country singer, and then this other chick, like Jasmine something. Um, I think Sullivan, Jasmine Sullivan. And yeah. Kanish, aren't you usually the guy with Come the on, man? Kanish, what's what's up, dude? Canisius, uh, I know Dan a little bit. Tell the fucking to DM me tomorrow, uh, and we'll see what I don't know. The, 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 the fucking the, the, the normal Corona's is a little uh, a wrench a big, into in, some in, of in, the fucking yeah, a big impediment yeah. stuff, and so I don't know if I'm going to get my normal uh, the payday there on that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, TB TBD. That's and that. that uh, I, We'll, 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 we'll maybe know more on Saturday. I got to think with a duet, they, they lean to like a little bit on the over. Both they, two they people lean wrong. Yeah, right. Right. Like yeah, because they, they have to go slower. They, you have like to. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not going to whip slower. it quick. With, with, with two, I mean, first yeah. of all, how do you even duet the. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess you can imagine them, them duetting the, 
national anthem, but I mean, they got to string it out. I, I think the, I mean, all right, what's the usual, you guys know, you guys know this shit, Joey and, and Connor, what's the usual time on the anthem? It's like one fifty something. It's like two minutes. Generally, is over under. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think the last handful, I think on average, has been like one fifty four. It's like barely under mm-hmm. over the last handful of years, ten years or so. So we'll see. I mean, I would think too. Duet. Two people want to take the opportunity. We we can't. We don't even know who they are, right? So like, you want to take oh, Eric, advantage Eric of like Church, getting Eric Church. That's who it is. That's who it is. Um, and, and Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. I still, uh, this is not his audience. What? Okay, so it's Eric Church. It's like a country singer, and then Jasmine Sullivan. And so she has done multiple national anthems, like for hockey games, and she's clocked at like one mid one forties. I don't think he's done any national anthems. At least that I, that's what I've found. Um, so, so yeah, the national anthem of the hockey game was outside at a, uh, and it was like yeah. really really cold. So she, she sped just, through that shit. Yeah, she's freezing her baguettes off. She wanted to get out of there real quick, and I don't know that there's anything to like draw from her 137 yeah. on that one. and it was a solo it was a solo thing so. Nish, what do you think about this new like new age terminology like uh where everything is sus and uh, <laughs> no cap and, like, and, 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 and where you say like no cap or whatever and, and where everyone says no cap like, I, I mean listen some of us ogs like us have been in the game for a while we don't need them we don't need the fucking new lingo so exactly. yeah i don't know the, the fuck, yeah apparently now you can if you you're, uh, I'm gonna say something. You know, before I get in trouble, before I say something. If you're an uh, attractive girl on TikTok, can you give out sports betting? You can ask. Kanish, if you got canceled, no one would notice. Okay, so you can just say whatever you want, though. <laughs> so yeah, some, uh, yeah, some new business strategies here for for, uh, for next year, as far as content's concerned. So, <laughs> oh boy, we need to stop this. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Uncle we're, we're the reservation, as they would say. Yeah, I was gonna say we're hitting the, the late night crowd now that uh, <laughs> yeah, the PG stream is over with. Well, we did good for a while. So, <laughs> all right, fellas, appreciate all of you very much for joining us all season long. Cannot uh, wait to watch this game. I can't wait to give Evan my money on a stupid prop sheet that seems like a good idea every year, and then feel like I'm I should be getting plus money on that somehow but I'm not but uh yeah appreciate all of you Daigle um let everyone know where they can find your Super Bowl stuff that you've been doing all week uh at not Jay Daigle on Twitter Roto World Football Podcast in Silva's basement and <laughs> I think you should stack both Bucks tight ends in DFS this week Ooh, baby Love it. Uh, that's hot, bro. That's hot. Like and you know, you know what? The Chiefs have been getting killed by tight ends too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they. We should have talked more about this. We should talk more about this. Diggle hit it. Diggle hit it good. You yeah, might have been in the bathroom. I, I, hey, I love. It. I'm going to go build a showdown. That. Yeah. Kanish, they've been letting you on more shows lately. Tell everyone where they could find your stuff. And that's a, probably a mistake, Fred. You guys have learned the hard <laughs> way. So yeah, at Joey Kanish 22 on Twitter. Uh, we do some stuff for Lion Sniper. We were on uh, the, the deep dive yesterday, and obviously a pleasure uh, to join, you know, you three of the four of you. It's been great to, to hear from again. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully uh, we'll, after we make some money this Sunday, get to it in the offseason once uh, Dan Campbell's got the troops ready to go again. <laughs> and Evan, the man at ETR, everyone, you can sell the NBA package, man. NBA product is, is the bomb. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not even a subscriber, but I, I know it's been crushing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, if you, if you just would have subscribed to the Establish the Run NBA subscription this point and, and just, just, just bet the props, uh, you would have made your money back like, you know, tenfold. So, um, you know, we, we tried to do the best that we can, you know, as much as, as much shit as, you know, Kanish tries to talk about me, you know, I respect them. You know, I, I try to learn from them. Uh, you know, Daigle is one of the, one of the most astute football analysts that there is. And, you know, your, your guys' podcast is, is, is badass. So thanks for having me on. And uh, I can't wait to watch this game on Sunday with you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can attest to that. I've been making money on props. Thanks to, uh, the ECR stuff all season long. So it's been, it's been dynamite. So this wraps us up. We're going to be doing this very soon. Sooner than later, we're going to have draft contents and draft props to do and, and all that good stuff. Um, Connor, we're going to find a way to keep this show moving into this next season and seasons past and in and present. So thanks for hanging with us all season and we'll, I'll uh, see you all again soon. Good job.